from the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Toyota of the Desert, where there's more to our dealership than just sales and service. Your trusted Toyota dealer at toyotaofthedesert.com or at 68-105 Kyle Road in Cathedral City, California. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team-building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T. Grand Rudd at redbubble.com and let us help you create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates, shower shoes or koozies to show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another edition, another episode College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you today, enjoying the uh, the new digs um, from the happiest place on earth, about uh, two blocks from Disneyland here in Anaheim, California, where it's a uh, balmy 66 degrees with a little ocean breeze. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things at the estate today who are you talking to because i I don't know anything about (laughs) any palatial estates uh you know i'm not the one i'm on the other coast i'm not the one living in the happiest place on earth uh i'm not in the happiest place on earth about two blocks than i am yeah two blocks yeah yeah uh i think uh our guest today could shoot a puck there quite easily from uh from our apartment but anyway probably (laughs) we'll get into that in a minute um well, um, hockey season, college hockey season is over. NCAA players are making the move, whether it be in the portal or signing professional contracts. I don't know if it's ever over anymore. <laughs> we'll find out in a minute. Anyway, so uh, you know what? This time of year, what we do is uh, is talk with coaches. We get their opinions, their thoughts, uh, everything from the past season and what they're looking forward to coming up. So let's not mess around, Paul. We've got the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions with us. Rick Zombo is with us. Coach, you got Scott and Paul with you. Thanks so much for joining us on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. How are things? Things are well. I appreciate it. What's up, guys? Yeah, we're uh, trying to get uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to say through the off season because that would sound <laughs> like uh, like it's a chore. It's not. It's, it's not. Um, and you know, we know that from speaking to coaches year after year after year that this is probably busier for them than the season is. And I assume that's no different for you. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> the problem that I have is that I'm not on the ice with the guys. That that right. becomes the enjoyment of, of my day. So that's been removed. Um, and and our, our school's wrapping up. So most of the guys uh, have left town already. So it's just looking at assistant coaches and more times than not, our, our work's done over the phone. Okay. Coach, uh, go ahead, Scott. No, Coach, I was just going to say, um, things are, you know, always evolving and changing. I know your season ended and you had probably a stack of paperwork and everything else you had to do, all of that uh, all of that stuff. And then with the new rules now of being able to add another coach to the staff on the paid staff, is that something you guys are looking to do too? Or uh, are you pretty much set with what you got? Well, we're, we're looking to add uh, to, to what extent I, I'm not sure. Um, we do have an opening that, that I'm going to fill, you know, eventually, uh, we're at that point now where just coming back from Naples, where the college coaches convention was held, that's primarily the reason why there's a, a lot of hockey people down there, uh, either shopping themselves or, or making certain that they're aware of the pulse, uh, as far as positions that are open up, potentially might open up, um. But yeah, we have, we have a post uh, to fill, and just making certain that it's the right fit, not only for Linwood hockey, but also for the prospective coach. Okay. Um, apparently, um, and, and I don't know because I was not there. Um, things got a little uh, excited. Uh, between some folks, yeah, maybe that, that that's always <laughs> the case. You know, I don't know. All emotion is good, okay. So okay. I like emotion, um, but you need to have intelligence behind it, you know. So, um, <laughs> just to have two knuckleheads, you well, know, listen, I just, each other. I, that's I, the I, way I, to talk about Paul and I. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, it, it, it's really not. <clears throat> my business and and i didn't know the background i primarily went down there um and i've been going for years uh for the acha right. to be down there at the division one level uh my main focus was to potentially network and actually talk to the coaches that i compete against or eventually will compete against and I mean, you know, there's handshakes and guy <laughs> nods, but 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 still, I felt like a photo bomber. You right. know, it, it it's a very tight knit group. Doesn't mean they're bad people. No, 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 no. Most of most of the work and the relationships go on nonstop through the year. They've been Friends. established for quite some time. Friends fight. Of course they do. Yeah. <clears throat> of course they do. Um, uh, I have no problem talking hockey, but I don't like being a, the only sober person walking into a bar. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah, just, no, I get it. I, it didn't feel like I fit 
in and I wasn't going to force myself. I'm not that type of a social person. Right. Um, but it's more of a uh, stand on the outside and observe. And uh, it, it was a non-rule change uh, year. Right. Uh, so to be part of those conversations. Um, and, yeah, I have opinions, but I, there's no way I was going to express that. You know, especially when you talk about rules and uh, the abundance of penalties that, that we took. Uh, I, I didn't really have a whole lot to stand on. You know what I mean? It was, it'd be like I, I'd be the guy crying, and I didn't want to be that guy. No, I, I get it. I and listen, just and 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 I. This is something I just saw. Somebody just put it out there that a couple of coaches got a little heated. So uh, I just. Uh, well, I mean, it's possible. You, you know, there, there's Division One and Division Three that are there. Right. So there's a lot of coaches. Uh, I don't. You know, I, I knew the guys that we played you know, this past season. Um, and, you know, I didn't bio search the guys and have crib notes to know, you know, who the people are. Right. Uh, but it was, you know, it, it was sunny and warm. Nice. Uh, it, and there was a recharge for me. So uh, it worked for me as far as a recharge goes. Right. Uh, you know, you have your group of hockey coaches that, are very assertive in letting everybody know how much knowledge they have. Uh, then you have, you know, the other group that um, they've worked a long time to get to the top and then they maintain at the top. So it's, it's closed off from the rest. Right. You know, there's a, there's a big, big difference of haves and have nots. Right. And that just, it's the pecking order is very, very apparent. Uh, let me let me ask you this question because I'm very curious. Um, the last few years, uh, your off seasons have been kind of different than they normally would be. Um, how much different is closing out what was a regular ACHA year? And this year, now that you're not doing all of those things in three days that you had to do to get ready for this past season. How much of a difference is there? Well, the, right right now is prime recruiting time for the ACHA. Right. So everybody's waiting for the player to, you know, roll down. Everybody thinks there's a, a Division One player, um, and they hold out, you know, to the last minute. So you're really not getting your commitments until, while well, we're May, you know, June. Hopefully you wrap up, you know, by June. Um, now, it, for us, uh, our focus has been on – primarily sharpening up our, our tactics. Um, okay. The NHL is, at this point of the season, very, very impressive uh, when you're talking about playoff hockey because the longer a series goes to watch the tactics that counterpunch each other is fascinating to me and my staff. Okay. Um, that first round completely screws up my sleep patterns. <laughs> I get you know that. what I mean? It, it's almost like the walking dead I to totally start the next that. day. However, once I get into the office and we start having coaches talk, now, you know, lights are bright and it, it's fun. You know, it's, it's energized again. So 
we're just sharpening our tactics up. And then, and then the other thing I found very intriguing was we were allowed only four hours a week to be with our players. So okay. we had practices Monday to Thursday for uh, four consecutive weeks and ended up splitting them up in two different pods. So the players were only on the ice for a half hour with me. We did crossovers for four weeks. <laughs> and, and, I'm not, and I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, no, no, everything goes back to a foundation. If you look at our season, the first half was fantastic as far as competitiveness. Now we right. tanked in the back half. Um, we improved dramatically throughout the season. However, our foundation was so much lower than our opponents. Everybody gets better. Does that make sense? So yeah. we, we have to build our, our foundation much higher from in a lot of aspects. But when I go to the, the crossovers, we're having a real hard time on our forecheck as far as our second layer. And we couldn't control or slow down as far as entrance into our zone. And we made tactical changes throughout the season, but not until we really dug into it. it, it it's easy to say they didn't have the hockey sense. We don't have the skill. Uh, we don't have the talent in comparison to the rest. Th right. Those are easy to say, and it might be true, okay? If you have good hockey sense and understand approach angles and angles, right? that's good. However, if you're not successful, maybe the angle is wrong. And it's not like you're taking a protractor and, and you know, <laughs> really trying to figure it out. The problem that we're having... <clears throat> And all players have a good side and a bad side. Okay. They know their strengths and weaknesses. And when you get to this level, you have a way of magnifying your good side. The outside edge of an inside skate was very detrimental when it came to the crossovers. So if you can envision a, pushing a scooter, that's what it's like when you're only using a one-foot crossover. So everybody has an inside edge. You know, the slang is a bender. You know, that kid's a bender. When you start out, everybody's a bender. You know, their ankles are bending. That inside edge is the thrust uh, edge of your stride. A two-foot crossover is actually the undercut, which is the outside edge of the inside foot. Does that make sense? So yeah, we, we could not generate speed off of a proper angle to pinch in an appropriate area or our target area that we expose to try to get the puck to. So we're working on the outside edge of the inside skate. And with that, it came into deception of, of how to get your toes and nose when you're facing glass back toward the net, <clears throat> rolling off of hits. It, it, it was all skating. And it was a lot of skating because I've got, 17 players returning, so I had eight and, and nine in a group. You get a lot of reps in 30 minutes. Right. And, and, and a, a good practice, there's a purpose, but there's also a sequence to it. And with that, we're also filming. So there was always time to reflect back, not only as a coaching staff, 
but the film was sent to, you know, the individual players so they could see it. So when you're skating, a lot of it is is feel. And trying to get a, a player to do something, especially something as novice as crossovers, it's very challenging. Oh, I'm a Division One player. All right. Okay. When you can point it out and get them to accept that they might be uncomfortable. It, it was it was a very moving progression that I felt the teaching was spot on. The reception and the improvement in four weeks was dramatic. Now, you know, <clears throat> as a sarcastic coach amongst the other coaches, like, damn, now they can go home and, and at least <laughs> prove that they're a Division One player. They can do crossovers, okay? Um, that was very good quality time that was used and also acknowledged that I have to spend more time during the season with the individual skill progression where I'm up in their grill and I don't have to chase them 200 feet or stay out of the way of a practice. Does that make sense? So like in a normal practice, you got 25 guys just buzzing around. You got to be pretty alert. So you're not getting buried, but also you need to be close enough that when the whistle blows, <clears throat> I got to get in there. Otherwise, everybody dissipates. And then when you're trying to get some form of conditioning in that, that part of practice, a lot of times the individual time necessary gets missed. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, so for me, I, I love these small little pods. So everybody says it's it's skill development. Is it any coach? Is it the the best time in the world? It's for an assistant coach to have players and just be the gatekeeper. Do this, do that. You know, um, it, it's not the drills. It, it's identifying what's necessary. And and when you have <clears throat> everybody's a skills coach. <laughs> like I, I'm seeing it on resumes. Everybody's a skills coach. The problem with skills coaches, when you've been doing it for a, a long time, is you're not good at taking a snapshot of a real dynamic practice or a game, especially not from the bench. Okay, it, it's easy to see the end results. To, to, to actually dissect when you got 10 guys moving in limited space, you've got self-preservation on your mind, so you don't get buried, but close enough to track and, and get inside. Um, that's an art in itself to actually orchestrate a practice, not just toot the whistle on stops and goes, uh, but actually teach. So doing the small pods, um, I'll I'll get into that, you know, during the season because I saw the success uh, that we had in just uh, a few short weeks. Nice. So now when, when you do this, and, and, and it, these are the weird questions that pop into my head, um, are you just filming from, like, the waist down to show guys their, their, their foot positioning, or, 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 or what are you doing? I mean, I don't I, – I, I have an assistant coach. I have an assistant coach with the camera, right. and he's on the bench. Okay. So uh, sometimes he's got to move over to the penalty box, you know, because we're, we're working on, you know, trying to work on clean ice, you know, it, when you're doing uh, an awful lot of edge work and cutting, uh, these college players chew the ice up real fast. 
So you're always moving a location for fresh ice. Okay. Uh, so he moves too. Um, is it just, no, not just from the waist down. You know, it's, you, you could see the player, uh, but also you could zoom in, you know, on the skates, you know, on that type of thing. Okay. Um, but, and then well, eventually. I, I, I don't know. I've, ne I've never seen any of this kind of footage, so this is why I'm asking. Hey. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it is. <clears throat> I'm a firm believer that you don't have to be the fastest skater in a 200-foot race because very rarely there's a 200-foot race. However, right. most of the game, you're racing for the puck. Uh, more times than not, that puck that you're racing for is usually outside the dots. Well, it's one thing to win possession of the puck, but now to get it after the race inside the dots, that is the skating ability on top of just willingness. So it, it's, you know, um, and then to show how, how that works, right? So it, <clears throat> offensively, as soon as you put your opponent in a disadvantage or you put opponent in a disadvantage by getting inside his position. So if you get inside between him and his own net, not only do you have physical distress, but a tremendous amount of psychological distress on that original player that you won that battle and you won the inside position on him, okay? Automatically, there's a two-on-one behind that. Somewhere, there's a two-on-one. So the sequence and the progression is, first, how you win the line of protection to the puck. Second, how you get inside, and this is all skating. And then third, being able to function or find the next play when you have that distress on the backside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I started earlier saying that, well, we, we average 18 minutes a, a, a game in penalties, which is way too much. But we're looking at, well, how many penalties did we draw? Well, we, we did not put that type of distress into the opponents. Right. When you do, penalties occur. So, you know what I mean? So it's when I, when I say we're sharpening up our, our tactics and our presentation, it's, it's, it's not a number code, you know, it, it, it's actually the foundation of skating, which will, will improve our results as far as the tactics go. That's good what we're stuff. doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Okay. Um, we, we kind of touched on, and that kind of led us in, I think to, um, the, the past season coach but before we get into that I, I looked on your website again today and I, I love what I'm seeing because there's uh at least six home series that I saw um so how excited are you to be able to play some home games in front of that crowd at Centene loving it absolutely loving it so can um, I announce those uh, kind of right now with uh sure. Fairbanks and Anchorage <clears throat> and Stonehill and um, Long Island and Western Michigan. I'm missing one. Who's the Who's the sixth one? Augustana. Yeah. <laughs> Augustana. Yeah. There you go. So, how excited are you about that? It, it, it's fantastic. I think it, your your family's gonna love it, right? Well, sure they are. Sure they are. So, travel really took a lot out of us. Oh, I you know, um, the appearance of our players, uh, even January. They lost so much size and mass. 
Um, and a lot of it is the travel because it missed out on an additional day in the weight room. Um, the sleep patterns suffer a lot. Uh, so the travel takes a lot out of you. It is really challenging when you're a road warrior. It's 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 great because our guys can do all their work, you know, online. It's also great because I really don't have a whole lot of personal distraction being in, you know, a, a city rink, public rink. You know, I know a lot of people that tend to drop by. But we're missing a lot. You know, we tried to catch the very first flight out of St. Louis and then catch the very first flight coming back because you have 24 hours of rest for your players before they can participate. Um, so that's why we're really, we didn't want to miss out on a Monday knowing that whether it be Wednesday or Thursday, we're traveling again. So knowing that we gave up at least one practice a week compared to everybody else, you know, I'm, I'm jealous. I love the practice time. And just due to travel, we had one less practice. Yes, we practiced hard, um, and the guys got used to it on that Thursday, you know, when we arrived. But it, it's still not, you know, it's still not home. Now, when it comes to the six home weekends, this is our opportunity to actually sell what real college hockey is in St. Louis. Okay? So they really don't know that because our games weren't broadcast on TV where our local fans can see it. Uh, we only had four games. Uh, Stonehill was not – the players loved it, but Stonehill was not a marquee team uh, that you have in your own rink. And then Centene's uh, hosting one of the regionals. So this is all part of the college hockey cell coming up in the fall. And with that comes the, the donations, the sponsorships, the advertising, the radio show. You know, th that is all going on now, this summer, in preparation for the fall. Because once, once the fall starts, then my brain is just on, you know, winning the next game. So... I have a lot of that going on. And then I don't know if you guys, in two years, so it'll be 24-25, is uh, the Frozen Fours here in St. Louis at Enterprise. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Th this is a really important summer for the sell, for the branding, and for getting a captive audience. Very important to us. Yeah, I hear you because that's what I'm doing out here in California right now, working the uh, the AHL side of things. And I, I got a line for you. Uh, Dan Bilesma told me the other day, well, he's told me this all season long, Coach, but he's. I asked him about uh, his strategy for the upcoming game, and he said, I want to be predictably unpredictable. You like that? Uh, I, I do like that. Uh, I don't know if it would roll off my tongue as good as it rolled <laughs> off yours. I was asking my guys to be predictable. Okay, I wanted my guys to be predictable because um, there needed to be consistency. So off of first touches, you know, 
where's our route, where we're going, where's our intentions. Um, good hockey players and good uh, players that can think a few plays ahead um, might be great for them. However, there's four other players that have to be on that same page. So we really try to be predictable. And I, and I found that the work that was put in the previous week, we're, we're losing or forgetting those messages. Even if it's one player, it, it screws up the whole team. So we just, let's be predictable. And this is our A game. Let's win with our A game or force them to beat us at our A game. Um, so we, we did, and I tried to preach predictability. But what we came up short on was actually the connection of all the players. Coach, how much of that was an experience? Uh, it was a young team. It was a very young team. Yeah, very young team. So, and as we've noted on uh, here before, especially on defense. Um, oh yeah, I, I thought our defense was going to be our weakest part of our team, and I was most enthused by their growth. You know, it's like pushing a kid downhill. Man, your chin's going to hit the ground first if you don't move your feet, and they're forced to move their feet. Um, and then, and then the other thing is. Um, I wanted them to make plays. So when a kid says, well, coach, I'm just trying to make a play, their thought process of making a play is something that shows up on YouTube where I wanted, I call them 100 percenters. These are plays that you got to make. If you're a Division One player, you got to make it. Defenseman, you got to make that play. And, and the problem that I had was holding them accountable. I didn't have the depth. you know. So it's easy to say, we're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to play through your mistakes. Uh, I'm watching how you respond to the mistakes. We have systems to back up your mistakes, but they couldn't hold them accountable. And the only way you hold them accountable is take their ice away. Well, the amount of uh, fatigue for a defenseman was ridiculous. Just in, in penalties alone, you know, you're in your zone a lot. Uh, and that attrition just wore those position players down. Okay, so let well, me let me ask you this first, Paul, and then I know you can you've got a ton of questions, but um so you get through the season, coach, and I know uh you saw growing pains here and there. You saw improvement obviously along the way. But um on the on the proud coach slash parent side of things, how nice is it to see you push guys on to the next level, Ryan Finnegan, guys like that that get opportunities now to play uh, professional hockey to play for a paycheck. It was amazing. So we had Andy Willis and also Ryan Finnegan. Okay, they both they both signed with the Coast. Uh, th those are special people to me because I had them for five years. Those are ACHA players. Okay, for four years right. that are now earning a paycheck in the Coast, and they they hopefully can reflect back on. I tell them to. I tell all my players, "You're going too fast. You got to slow down." The game, the game does not have to be that fast. Definitely, a pro game is not a fast game. It's fast at the right moment. Okay, so these two players were able to play in the coast 
Because when you're playing, you know, three games in four nights or four and five, uh, you got to pick your spots. And, and, and a lot of it is um, area recognition, and the players are, are usually much better. Uh, so they make bad passes look good. I, I hope they enjoyed it. I, I don't think they had a whole lot of money when they came back to buy drinks for the guys. <laughs> you know? uh, but it was, it was something that I was extremely proud of. And my... <sighs> I didn't see it. I did not see it coming. Um, and I, and I wasn't thinking about it because, um, the, the way that our team performed was not very, uh, good, um, but right time, right place. And, and, and great for them. You know, now, now it's about having some players in, in the NHL development camp, uh, has been my, my focus. Uh, because I think I have some young players that that would definitely do very well in an NHL development camp. Okay, so, one yeah. quick follow up, and then Paul's got got some for NL. So I just want to follow up on Ryan Finnegan again because you know I've watched him in his, his ACHA days, and I always been impressed by him. But uh, is is he one of the, if not the smartest hockey player that you've had? Because doggone it, coach, he knows how to make the play at every level and every play. It seems to me. Yeah, he, he um, well, very diminutive size. Okay, so you better have something going for you. He's very, very smart and technically very good. Uh, Monday to Thursday, he is a person that you wish the other players would watch how he presents himself in every shift, in practice. Now in a, in, in a game, a little bit different. You know, it's you're playing against all the players are very good, so it becomes a wash. But but his smarts is what put him above the rest. So when you talk about getting guys to NHL development camps. It's. I'm assuming it's some sort of combination where, you know, they 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 call you guys and say, uh, we'd like to invite this guy. I'd like to invite this guy. Um, is does it go also where, maybe some of your connections and some of your contacts, you they they say to you, hey, do you have a guy that's worthy of this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes it goes both ways. It's just small talk with uh, alumni that either. I played against or played with that are, you know, prominent positions. Um, that action's not going to start uh, until, well, the draft is what, June? Yeah. You know, uh, not until after. So they've, they've got to see, you know, what they have in their stables and, and how many positions might be open. Um, so, you know, teams that are, are not still in the playoffs – I'm sure all the scouts are probably in, you know, in now at their meetings, uh, prepping for the draft, and and then it'll fall down into the development camp. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, just talking to people and what's up, you know, the the scouts <clears throat> that I had talked to at our games, uh, see if there was continued in- interest, see if they followed up, other than the day, you know, that I saw them. 
uh, on the road. You know, those are, it's not fair to call them low level uh, scouts, but no, no, they're, they're, they're not, they're, they they're are, not making they it. They're, yeah. They're not making the decisions. You know, they're putting together their own book. So when the GM says, Zombo, what do you got? Uh, I watched him here in Wisconsin. I watched him here in Bentley. And here's his development. Okay, give Zombo a call and uh, see what his thoughts are. And then for me, uh, I've got to make certain that my players know what they're getting into. So we're fortunate. Um, Probably the best practices we had all season was during the NHL All-Star break. Uh, because my guys get it with the blues. So they're all the same age, you know. Those NHL guys are the same age as my players. Right. And so they had that in common and also did not embarrass themselves. It was so enlightening. You know, it was coach's practice or, you know, uh, no, it wasn't a coach's practice, a captain's practice, you know. Right. Ryan O'Reilly was off on the side with my guys Working on taking pucks off the wall. It was awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, so we know also, and Paul's been digging deep into the portal situation, but um, we're we're astonished, Coach, about your alma mater and what they did in the portal. Were, were you surprised at all about about what uh, UND did? And they, and they got one of your guys, and I'm sure um, you hate to see him go, but you also – Pretty excited to see him play uh, for the green and white. Um, hate to see him go for sure. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he's a commodity that any team in the league would love to have him. You can't find him. Right. right. So um, is he as talented as Matthew Kachuk? No, but he's a Matthew Kachuk. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you, can't fi- you can't find that. Um and when he informed me, and, and the, the funny thing is I talked to his agent a, a few months before the season's over with. I thought he should have went pro uh, because he plays that game. He might be too aggressive for college hockey. But okay. having a conversation with the agent, we really liked his development. I, I think that he's going to develop more with another year with you. Fine with me, you know. Sound good with me. For him to tell me that he's going on the portal, yeah, yeah. I have my panties in a bind. However, capitalism is a good thing. (laughs) I think it's very important. I'm not elated he's going. Who wouldn't want to go to North Dakota? And I'm just not saying that because I'm an alumni. You know, who wouldn't? Exactly. Um, But I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him because he's happy. You know, it's not like Brad Berry's out. What do you do with him? You know, how should I talk to him? That doesn't happen. You know, um, and, and I, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I don't like the portal. I don't believe in it. Um, but it, it's the environment that we're in, and no sense swimming against the current. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you 100% on the don't like part of it. I'm old school like you are. Um, you make commitment. You stay there. Um, you don't jump ship, but I get it. Um, 
we've seen a bunch of it uh, around the league, and I know uh, you're rebuilding this year with another really good group of freshmen. So if you can, with the guys that are assigned and locked and loaded, can you talk a little bit about some of those guys that are coming in that are going to make the Lions even better? Yeah, so um, last spring there was limited resistance on our recruiting. Okay, so we got the schedule. So right. nine days you put a schedule. Then it, then it's time to build a relationship, which is recruit. Closing deal is committing. This year, there's resistance. The old, I'm playing out my options. Eh, it's nice to know that you're justified that somebody else has such a great eye like I got. But we're going primarily to forwards. We, we had to increase uh, our scoring. Uh, we did a fine job scoring five on five. But we didn't have the power play skill. Uh, so top six forwards. Um, I, I think I found them. Um, I, I think... No matter what level of juniors you're in, or even AAA, if you're a scorer, usually it translates from one level higher to the next if given the right opportunity. It's just not shooting pucks. It, it, it's a confidence to score in the hunger um, to be that decision maker. So... Well. That's what I went went after, and and I and I could tell you that me personally, there's no way that I would bring in twelve forwards that all think they're a top line center or a top three forward because handling the personalities, I've got more than enough headaches. I'd rather deal with seven high end players that legitimately should be in your top six. So my recruiting is not like college football, Miami football, where Jimmy Johnson got the best athletes you could ever find, and I'm going to find a position for you. No, it's specific in what I needed to help mold a winning team. So it's primary forwards. Okay, so... Like like I said, I don't. I don't I'm I'm going to kind of give some stats here, um, and and some some places, just because like I said, I don't know. We don't know who you can and cannot talk about. I could but, probably talk about all of them. I would assume. Oh. Well, well, no, I don't know who signed and who isn't. So I, you know, I'm just trying to, uh, like I'm I'm looking at the guys that at least publicly have verbally committed. And yeah, well, they all signed. They all signed letter of intent. Okay, so you have. Yeah. I mean. Just so Scott knows, because you know I, he was there when I did this. You have one guy that was a forty goal scorer this year. Um, you have another guy that um, had a hundred points in about fifty games, and I don't care what league you're in. You you average two points a game. You're okay. Correct. Um, uh, another guy that uh, averaged a point a game, um, and another guy with uh, sixty goals over the last two years. I mean. Those numbers look pretty darn good, and like I said, even if it doesn't directly translate in terms of numbers, uh, 
scoring goals are scoring goals. Correct. And 100%. When 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 you're playing at any level, the, the teams are going to design their 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 thought process around stopping those kind of guys. Correct. So, um, the, the the good thing, Paul, is that these are players that actually have <laughs> transitional thought. Okay, they are coming back. They are winning pucks. Um, they have <clears throat> a ditch diggers mentality with the skill to score goals. Which was really important to me, real important to me. Well, and 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 I and, and the couple of guys that that I'm looking at, um, also because they're they they give me that hockey player vibe just based on the numbers, obviously. But um, you know, you got a one guy that's you know double digits in goals, but he's not afraid to mix it up and taking some penalties. Um, and you need those kind of guys. And the, the one defenseman it looks like you have coming in is a plus 17 in a very offensive league. Coming out of the NA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know, you, I know you're losing a couple of goalies, but, um, you know, the, the one goalie I was able to look up, even though his goals against is what you would see and you'd, you'd say, oh, wow, that's kind of high. But he had a 90 percent plus save percentage so that means you're facing a lot of shots well yeah, the, well, the goalie that we got coming in from alberta is, is a stud right so we committed him uh, a year ago and then our other goalie that's coming in is our third goalie okay so um i i'm really happy with that position um Two, so I, I, we had three goalies this past season, which right, I gave them all games, um, and they had tremendous workload. But my my two grads were really special individuals that had the knowledge of like having another coach. They were wonderful to talk to when we talked about hockey. Best seat in the house. I don't. I don't mean because you're a third goalie or the backup goalie. Even a goalie that's in between the pipes, they know, and they're very forthright with what they see, what they hear. Um, I, I lucked out with uh, our two goalies that came as a fifth year, as far as grads go. Right. Um, now. Of course, they had aspirations to play pro, uh, but that's a challenging <laughs> position to get an opportunity to show what you got. And, and they didn't have, you know, they didn't have the numbers um, right. to play pro. Um, maybe something will come down the road uh, for them. But I, I made certain because I knew that those two grads, I made certain that they definitely got high profile games where right. our opponents have to line up as all draft picks. You know, when you <laughs> you got a draft pick, you know there's NHL people oh, yeah. uh, inside the rink watching those games. So I, I made certain that they got that. <laughs> and, okay. uh, yeah, go ahead, coach. Yeah. So like like anything else, uh, 
getting the good goaltenders, just don't keep the pucks out of the net, but also give the confidence to the rest of the players to make mistakes and, and play as assertive as, as I want our team to play. Okay, I've got just a couple for you, and then I promise we'll let you go. Um, if you can, give us uh, one moment uh, this past season that you said, well, that's a that's a gotcha moment. That That's one I'm going to remember as my uh, first season as an NCAA coach. I got hit by a car in, in uh, Michigan. <laughs> oh, that, that's oh, memorable. Yeah. That's how, memorable. How about that? Okay, so, oh, yeah. God. So oh. right out in front of this fancy hotel. Oh. Okay, so our bus, you know how the drive up is. Yeah. You know, the bus yeah. was just on the other side, and we had an early checkout. So let's bring our, let's bring our luggage and put it on the bus. Fantastic. And uh, had small talk with uh, the bus driver. She was standing out outside uh, the bus. And I only had one earpiece in on, on my music because I pulled the other one out so that I could talk to the bus driver. Okay. So now I'm going back in to the lobby and I got biffed. And next thing I know, I'm on the ground with my suit and the passenger front tire is on my foot. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Geez. So it, it was, for me, part embarrassing and <laughs> taken. Like, what the hell just happened? Right. Now, this car didn't move. So I could only reach up. Oh. And the palm of my hand got to the top of the hood and... I couldn't get any momentum, so it was almost like I'm like tapping a dog on top of the head and pointing back up, Jack. You know, back up. <laughs> so the guy backs up, uh, and I get up, and I still don't know what's going on. I mean, I kind of glanced at the person. It wasn't like I'm just going to lose my mind and come through the windshield on this guy's throat. But me being me, I go, I go straight to the trainer, Abby. Yep. I, I just got hit by a car. And I mean, it's just the way I, amongst my group, I laugh at myself and everybody else. What would you like me to do? Oh, oh yeah. So 15 minutes later is when the pain started coming in. Oh, I like, bet. What I the bet. hell? What the hell? Uh, but the, every day was special for me. Red Bear, as long as we're talking about Michigan, Red came down to say hello to me. It, it was unbelievable. You know, Red, Red didn't have to do that. Uh, but I had met him before, obviously, uh, with the Wings and, and, and the Blues. Uh, Red actually came down and said how happy and how impressed uh, that I had my team playing. Uh, wish you a bunch of success. It was, it was crazy. It was just – I'm a big history, big tradition, big honor of the guys that have done it. And here's a special man that went out of his way to say hello and pass on his words of encouragement was amazing to me. And like everything else, you know, every, everybody captures it on a phone. Uh, I don't even know if we captured it on the phone. It was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, you know, I pulled all my assistants in and Red's here, and there's like, holy shit. <laughs> all right, final anything one for on me the then. Ice? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Anything on the ice? Anything happen on the ice? Well, yeah, no, watching. I'm saying you, no, I'm saying you, 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 that the he Scott asked you about the one memory that sticks out. I'm asking you, if, and you said you got hit by a car. 
I'm asking if there's anything on the ice that stands out. <laughs> yeah, what, what really stands out is uh, we almost beat Denver in Denver. That, right. that, that was, we were down two goals. Right. Um, and I, I had my, uh, my five players, I had our face off set when we pulled the goalie. I had it all on my, my rank pads. And, and I ended up before the third period even started, we're down two. Uh, and, and I had our overtime notes sitting in front of the guys with the water bottles. Um, and we, we made it there. <laughs> we got there. It's probably the best game we've played all season. Um, the, and we had two chances at, at, at the crease. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought you guys could have won that. Definitely. Yes. I thought you guys were as good as Denver in that game. We, we played the best game we'd ever played. Now, that walk from the back of the bench to the coach's office is when it sunk in. Go, oh, my God. What would have happened to this program if we won? What would have happened to this program if we tied? Yeah. And did I tell you guys this story before or no? With the linesman uh, waiting outside the door? Uh, so my assistant said, uh, I know you like to leave the room to the guys, uh, but now would be a good time that you went back and, and expressed, uh, I go, well, you know, my lips was just shivering, you know, like <laughs> I'm getting all sappy, right? Like I got street cred. I go, okay, give, <laughs> give, give me a little time here. Uh, and I did. And on the way back, a linesman was standing outside waiting for me to express how impressive our team was that weekend. And, and uh, it, it, he didn't have to, you know what I mean? Like right. people, people have no problem at all airing out dirty laundry. You got to work to be a nice guy. And a lot of people don't put that effort in. He don't know me from Adam, right? but is that important to him? So, <laughs> After getting that, now I got to take a, a little bit more time because mush mush started setting in, you know. So give me some water. Uh, every one of my players, guys, were still in their equipment. You would have thought you lost in game seven of the Stanley Cup final. They were still in their equipment, helmets off. Um, right. It, it, it was un I'll never forget that. It was unbelievable um, what Linda Wood did. Uh, in that one game, and it was a losing effort, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I so I, I have to ask this question because it's not fair. We ask others, and I have to ask this question. Um, and and I know kind of what the answer is going to be, but we ask this to Greg Powers every time we have him on. Uh, has 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 the conference thing? Um, I. I gotten underway have 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 yeah you're going to see changes. AD is is having those discussions yes um uh is it a short-term situation like maybe a year or two before that gets settled or do you think it'll be a little longer than that for linda would uh i'm hoping the sooner than later um i i think that it it's uh when you have these conferences, right? Uh, the decisions that are being made are being made by the coaches. And it, it is making certain that 
it gives them the best opportunity to win their conference. Everybody's looking for the advantage, okay? Um, Because we're not eligible for any type of playoffs. Even if it gets sped up, it'll be two years. There's no importance to anybody else other than Lindenwood that would make our scheduling easier. Make sense? Um, So prior to myself and my staff going down to Naples, our athletic director at Lindenwood was down there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So he was having his face-to-face with the commissioners, um, which was to reinforce his phone calls. His phone calls have been going on, you know, Right, for a while. All I'm season. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For all season. Now all of a sudden. So now you're 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 building that relationship. So that's that's going on. <clears throat> um personally, I know I've been told to stay away from the oceans because we traveled so much. <laughs> We'd like to think keep things geographically. Okay. Well, yeah. And you, you saw our schedule. We still have big dogs on our schedule. Yeah. And and we're building our 24-25 with the big dogs. We'll be coming to us uh, in 24-25. It's about selling good college hockey in the St. Louis market. And you do that with the marquee teams that we're fortunate being an independent. We can do that. Now, there, there's areas in the schedule that, that's challenging to get games. Right. So if you, you know, I, I think uh, around Thanksgiving, I think we had three weeks with, with no games last year. Right. Uh, so it's early fall, uh, then it's December, January. Right. And when you get into February, you're not getting those games. So that's right. when we play the independents. Right. You know, you know. Right. So that schedule is, is formulated again um but to have what we we either got four or five big 10 teams i i know uh we tried our darndest uh to get notre dame on the schedule like everything really has to fall into place uh not just for you but uh for the opponents so it's 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 very challenging being an independent putting a schedule together where Teams that have conference play don't have to. Right. They don't have to play you. And then to have success, that complicates things more. Where they they lose to an independent or you know a non-rank man. Why would anybody want to do that? So I I get that. (laughs) It's it's about relationships and and uh, you got to strike when the coals are hot. it's just it's just nonstop battles. Every day is a battle, whether it be scheduling or with players <laughs> or you know sponsors. Doing every day is a, a battle. Um, Coach, we love you, and we love uh, you making time for us. And uh, have a great summer. We'll catch up with you again. I'm sure a couple more times before the season gets rolling. But enjoy some of the uh, the uh, fun of uh, college hockey, um, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, no, it's it's a great. It, you guys know, you guys are immersed in it. it. Is unbelievable to watch. You put a pep band in a hockey game, man. Uh, there's bingo. no better environment. Bingo. Nope.
All right, folks, that's the head coach from the Linwood Lions, Rick Zombo, joining us today. Paul and I will be right back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Weekly. Thanks, guys. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Gail McCarr. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Weekly. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. I know we went long again. It's Rick Zombo, though, and we got to talk hockey when uh, when Rick is on, even if it runs us a little late, and uh, we try to squeeze things in real quickly. Um, Paul, uh, just a quick synopsis, if you could, before you end the show for us. Well, listen, I mean, just what is there to say? You know, who gives us more stuff? I mean, it's just he's – it's it's crazy. It's just you know, um you know, he gives us that that edge cuz a you never know what he's going to say. And and b you know, the the stuff he's willing to give us like especially the behind the scenes stuff. You mean like getting hit by a car? Well, yeah, I mean besides that, but yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 love, I look forward. I love to listening to his strategy when he says, "You know what? I only got four hours, and you break it down. I only got half an hour with each each group, and uh, we did crossovers." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. That is so old school. I also like the fact that he said, "You know what? I don't like the portal. Uh, I, I know I, it's I, there, and I know I got to deal with it, but I don't like it because I don't either. I hate it. You know that." Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not happy it's not my favorite thing either um but it is what it is um i i wish there was not necessarily shut it down obviously that's never gonna happen but no, i'd but like there to be a little bit i'd like some restrictions. I, i'd like there to be a little bit more of a What you know? Not I restriction. Mean, Just don't let them go freedomly. Whatever they want to do. I mean, unless the coach leaves. Well, yeah, I get that, but I mean, I'm just talking about. Yeah, my yeah, playing time wasn't it. great this year. Uh, we didn't make the tournament. Uh, I'm gone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like I said, it's just. Well, what, what's I, happening? I just, Call uh, Paul is that uh, college athletics are becoming a big money maker. And well, it's always been a big money maker. Yeah, just, but it, I mean, now it's starting to become a money maker for the players a lot. Well, I, listen, above I, board, above let, board. Listen, let me just I, listen. I, 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 I don't know if that if it's gotten to that point of college hockey yet. It's getting there. Let me tell you, it's getting there. Mm, certain I, places, certain uh, well, places. I'm it's not going to comment there. on that. Yeah, I Only because I don't have any, I don't have any evidence. Yeah, proof. I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do, but I don't. So, take it From away. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at deserttoyota.com or at seventy-one fifty East Twenty-second Street in Tucson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and our second location, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jets Pizza, go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. 
Find out how so your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app. Play responsibly on the Sportsbook app that lets you earn Caesars rewards. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search, subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Help people find the show. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. A big thank you again to the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions NCAA Division I hockey program, Rick Zombo, for joining us, giving us a lot of great insight. If you missed it, uh, download it, listen to it again, tell your friends about it. It's unbelievable. Um, tomorrow night, Gary Astalis, the uh, head coach from Team USA that played in the World Cup of University Hockey Games in Romania, gold medal winning coach is going to be joining Stephen Marsh and myself tomorrow night. And then Thursday, we'll be back with the Pro Hockey West Report, Stephen Marsh and myself as well. And we'll give Paul some time off to recoup and to regather his thoughts before Sunday night for College Hockey West Live. Okay, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. <laughs>